BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, I have my phenomenal husband on the show. Jonathan is the person that you guys always want to hear from the most. So obviously, I had to have him back. And every time he comes on, we do something a little bit different just to keep it new and interesting. So today we did an audience Q&A and I had you guys send in your burning questions over Instagram and we chose a handful to answer and we didn't even get through not even close to a tenth of them. And Jonathan says that that is my fault because I talked a lot with every answer. So next time he comes on, we're going to get to more questions. And I promise we will do it a little rapid fire. But this time I really wanted us to give like an in-depth response because I know that when I'm listening to a podcast and I have questions for the person or the couple or the host, I really want to hear something that's going to change my life and that's going to make me think and give me some complexity, give me some details. So that's what we did. I wanted to give you the details. We finished though and Jonathan and my producer were both like, yeah, maybe we got to like 10 questions. And I said, no, we got to way more. And then I counted and we got to 12. So that's not bad, but we're going to save the rest. We're going to do a part two. So definitely send in your continued questions on Instagram, on email, on the blog, anyway that you want to connect with us and in this conversation it's really just fun it's the stuff that we don't usually answer so we're talking sex life we're talking do we fight how do we get over fights what kind of stuff do we fight about we're talking love languages parenthood all things Atticus, um, how Jonathan deals with being someone so spiritual or how that is for him. That's always like the top question that we get asked. So I figured we would go into it. We talk about money and finances and what that looked like in the beginning of our relationship and now. And we catch up, we chit chat, we talk about what's been up in our life lately, all the things. So he's the best. If I could do every single episode with him, I would. 
I think he should be the official or unofficial co-host and or I feel like he should just come on monthly because we see we see the downloads of this show and people really tend to listen the most when it's Jonathan or when it's a solo or a close friend. So we're just going to be doing more and more of those as always. And with that, let's get into this episode with my phenomenal husband, my soulmate, Jonathan Albrecht. Should I call you a beautiful person the way that I did when I walked in, when I was on a different planet? Hi, beautiful person. Yeah, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's gotten into me. Um, are we, is this on? We're doing yeah, it? Yeah, oh. we're doing it. We're here. Oh, cool. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. This was spontaneous, but you're everybody's favorite guest. So every Apparently. time we can slide you in spontaneously, we do. Cool. And we are here and we are going to do a Q&A. People sent in so many questions and you have just spent quite a few minutes scrolling through them and circling your faves. It was like three minutes. And where do you want to start? I don't know. I okay. Just, well, we're just diving right in. I we're love just going to dive this in. This is not you. Let's go. I mean, do you want to catch up? No. What's, let's fucking what have, go. <laughs> okay. Before we get into the questions. No. Why did I even say What anything? have you been up to lately? Damn it. Because I don't I know. It's it. like I don't see you every day. Just kidding. Yeah. Oh, what have I been up to? Just being a dad. And mm-hmm. Best dad. And working. How's work? Work. <laughs> How's work? <laughs> How's Thanks work? My colleague. Bub, work is great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's work. I, every time Jonathan talks about work, he goes like, he starts to treat me like a colleague. And he goes like, you know, you know, work is work. And we're really busy and we're really focused on the next project. I just don't like talking about work when I'm at home. I mean, we're not at home. I guess we're, we're not. We're in the wild. We are. Mm-hmm. Work is going great. I have a full team. I think there's like seven or eight that our direct reports now and they are awesome. I love every one of them. They're my little my little children. Yeah, you guys have a lot of fun together. Yeah, it's and a lot of fun. And last night you actually ended up seeing my favorite band in the entire By world. Accident. Dashboard Confessional. Are you freaking kidding me? So, funny fun story. My brother hits me up on Tuesday night saying tomorrow night I have tickets to see the Counting Crows. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, I'm going to go with mom unless you want to come. And I'm thinking to myself, mom's not going to Inglewood, bro. (laughs) On a Wednesday night. Mom doesn't leave Calabasas. Mom doesn't leave Calabasas. And I just felt really bad. So I was like, you know, I'll go with you. And you were excited. I I was excited. Any opportunity to hang with my brother was awesome. Counting Crows Live, great show. And we're there and he's like oh and by the way dashboard is opening and i was like oh shit that's cool you guys were still at home and adam's like we don't have to get there early because who cares about dashboard confessional and i peaked up i was like are you kidding me i've never been so jealous in my life yeah it was pretty good show the lead singer from counting crows did taylor swift i'm on my new shit that song 
Mm-hmm. From Taylor she Swift. did all too well. All or he did all too yeah. well. It was so good. It's pretty, pretty I'll post cool. it on my story because you sent it to me. And the other new thing in your life is that you've gotten three tattoos. I have. I've gotten some tats. Tell us about the tats. Okay, I guess we are. I got Atticus's name on my on my wrist. Show the camera. Atticus. I wrote that myself. And then I got Born Together right above my heart, which is kind of a piece from our vows, really, that, you know, our life started together. Mm-hmm. And my best friends, Drew and Josh, when we were like 20, said, we're all going to get the same tattoo, 1999, which was the year we all became friends. And... Maybe a couple years after that, they got them, and I never did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 15 years later, ended up getting it, and yeah, just did all three at the same time. They look so good, and I'm so obsessed. I love that I have a tatted husband. It's so hot. Oh my god! It's so sexy. I'm a just tatted get, man. Just get some neck tats. I mean, I don't want any neck tats, but no keep filling the arms. I got some ideas. I mean, I love it. So let's get into the Q&A. I it. know you're excited. Cool. Before we do get in the Q&A, though, how are you doing? Oh, thank you. How are you feeling? Tell the peeps. Mean. It has been a wild couple weeks. It's one of the reasons why Jonathan's here today, because I ended up having to postpone all of my guests in the last couple weeks, and then I found myself getting behind So I called on the troops. I called on my husband. I called on Krista. She's coming in. We're not necessarily sure what's going on. Something going on with my abdomen where the pains have just been so intense. I think I'm boring Jonathan because he's yawning. (laughs) I didn't yawn. I had something in my eye. You held back a yawn. I did. But it's okay. He's heard this story so many times. I would Um, not yawn at that. No, I know. It's just been an intense time. So I'm grateful to be feeling good today and to be here and just taking it day by day. Oh, now he's really tired. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm excited. I'm going to Santa Fe next week for a girl's trip. We have Cabo coming up. I love that you say girl's trip. It's a bachelorette party. It's a girl's trip. Shit faced. I don't drink. I know. Mm hmm. I'm going to go to the spa so hard. So much cucumber water. Yes. Pounding the cucumber water with the lemon. So things are pretty good. good. I mean, I Excited. love I love being Atticus's mom. I feel like the three of us have so much fun together. This is a fun age. Yes. I think he's officially a kid now. It's like we are a family. We go to the beach as a family. We go on a hike as a family. It's so fun. It is kind of nuts. He hears the same words he's been hearing the same words like for probably a year and Two years. no but like for a year like hearing them and understanding them but just not being able to communicate back mm-hmm. that he understands it so if like at this age right now we're, if we're like do you you want me to put you down and he's like, eh. <laughs> like did you want to go take a bath and then he like runs to the bath. Like he's so smart. Like he listens. And yeah, he, and he takes action because he hears what we say and he knows. He what understands those words are. everything. It's yeah, it's very cute. So cute. So with that, why don't we head into our Q and A? Let's do we it. We have a ton of good questions from the listeners. 
Hmm. Where do we want to start? Cassie Johanna says, what's something that you guys argue about? Oh, wow. You are you could have picked many, and that was the first one that you I wanted. thought it was interesting. Hey, I'm, I'm into it. We We've argue. never answered this. Okay, what do we argue about? Not going to get into me always being wrong in every argument, but what do we argue about? I'd say the stupidest shit so stupid. ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever had an argument that wasn't stupid. It's always has the stupidest and when I say root. Stupid, I mean, like silly. Why did you say it that way? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I didn't say it that way. No, you did. You said it that way. Well, <laughs> well, like sorry, I didn't mean it. Your apology isn't sincere. What the fuck are we arguing about? We're both. It's spirals. So sensitive. Cancer moon, Pisces moon. And I think we both just get our feelings hurt. And then from there, I think you tend to be a little moody. I tend to be a little sassy. And that combination can be explosive, which having a kid, having a toddler, sometimes you're just not getting adequate sleep. Yeah, there's that. What we should argue about is saying things in the moment, you know, Hmm? like if you use my toothbrush which mm-hmm. I'm not which a I fan. do every day yeah. because I like it I know cuz what's you yours is one. mine you have the same one it's not the same mine is thinner yours vibrates more like we both have electric toothbrushes and mine is like a slow kind of like rickety vibration and yours just cle- cleans the teeth so much better okay well like totally cool with you using it just take one of our washcloths and Mm -hmm. and clean it Mm -hmm. so that it's dry. (laughs) I'm kind of a messy toothbrusher. And not like me holding this slobbery toothbrush after. Mm -hmm. So instead of what I mean by what we should argue, instead of me saying, Jordan, like when you use my toothbrush, please just take a washcloth and dry it off. And doing that every single time she brushes her teeth with my toothbrush. Instead, I just don't say anything. And then... Like, she'll move a dish sideways, and I'll be like, what the fuck? And then it turns into the weirdest thing that I end up exploding over. But Uh really, the root is I'm just, like, harboring inside all the, you know, little things that she does, and I'm just not saying them in the Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. So don't harbor, everybody listening. Just try to speak what you're upset about, which I think everybody can improve. It's a double-edged Myself sword, Myself as well. Like, do you annoy the person by saying every day, like, hey, dry my toothbrush? <laughs> or I don't do you know. just have that one explosion that we've gotten really good? It's mm-hmm. like maybe an hour total mm-hmm. will fight. Used to be like four. Before that, it was like eight. I mean... There was Salad Gate. Oh my God. <laughs> salad Gate, which we've talked about on the podcast. One time. When Jonathan kicked a salad. It was already on the floor. And there was quinoa dripping from the ceiling. And that was probably like a six hour fight. For it the was record, horrible. It was a sweet green salad sitting on the floor. I kicked it at nobody. Mm hmm. Oh, of course. If you kicked it at somebody, we would have a problem. Yeah.
This episode is brought to you by Live Conscious. They are the health and wellness brand that lives to help others awaken, kind of like TBB, and take their conscious lives to the whole next level, which I am obviously obsessed with. So I have been lucky enough to get really into Live Conscious's products lately, and I want to tell you about some of my absolute favorites. So I have been a big collagen girl basically ever since I realized how much collagen I was losing postpartum after I had a baby, I could see the effects on my skin with my hair, specifically underneath my eyes. I felt like I was losing that youthful glow. So I have been very, very into Live Conscious's Beyond Collagen. Oh my God, collagen has so many benefits and there has never been a more next level collagen supplement than Beyond Collagen. It has five different types of collagen, 20 amino acids, vitamin C, and of course the power of biotin to give you the best in hair, skin, nails, and joint support. And I also really like to add it to my morning coffee. The really cool thing is they also have Live Conscious Beyond Brew. And their Beyond Brew is a delicious blend of wellness that your body and mind craves. It has lion's mane. It has reishi, probiotics for digestive support. It can be your amazing new morning ritual. You can add it to your coffee. You can do all the things. And now... We have a special deal for you. With For a limited time, get your next purchase of Beyond Collagen with an exclusive 15% off for the Balanced Blonde listeners only. Simply use promo code BALANCED at their site and you can find that at the link in the show notes. Okay, so are you anything like me and you go to WebMD or Google every time you're not feeling your best to look up why you might have a headache only to end up down a massive rabbit hole freaking out about a bunch of conditions that you don't even have? Don't panic. You can talk to a real doctor instead in a trustworthy way and you can do it right away with Caraway. Caraway is the care that you need all in one place. Their easy-to-use app offers physical, mental, and reproductive health care tailored exactly to the needs of Gen Z. With Caraway, you have unlimited 24-7 access to an experienced care team of doctors, therapists, psychiatrists, gynecologists, nurses, and health advisors. And you will always talk to a real person, not a robot. They can help you manage all sorts of different conditions and concerns, like getting medicine when you need it, treating depression, or refilling prescriptions. You can also message your care team to get quick answers to random questions that pop up, whether they're big or small. Membership starts at less than $25 a month when you select an annual membership that's less than one single copay at Urgent Care. Right now, Caraway is offering new members 30 days completely free. If you you go to caraway.health/balanced. There is no credit card required to try it. Get free and unlimited access to chat with their care team for 30 days. That's c a r a w a y.health/balanced for 30 days completely free. Caraway is available in select states. Go to caraway.health/balanced to learn more. Okay.
Okay, next question. Okay, but we didn't. Okay, yeah. We are. We we answered. We, answered. we also argue about parenting stuff. I think we're kind of different when it comes to the parenting. I am very cautious. I don't want Atticus jumping on the trampoline without one of us holding his hand. And you're like, just do it. Just let him be a kid. No, no that's and not what I say. What? What do you say? I believe that you can keep your hands close by should he jump sideways. You're there engaged, ready to catch him. But it's important that they learn how to jump on their own. And mm-hmm. But he's a, and he is only 20 months. He's not even jumping. Well, he's trying. He is, and mm-hmm. he's got to learn it. Mm-hmm. So we, I guess, argue about little things like that also. It's small. Everything that we argue about is small. And I think that that's a good lead-in to the next question. By the way, my method is a Montessori method to teaching your kids to be independent. And I learned that because I know that you were looking at Montessori schools. So I was trying to learn Mm -hmm. what style of schooling our kid would be or kids would be getting. So I'm really just following instructions really well. No, it's true. Just don't know how to let go. I don't. I mean, I grew him in my belly. I just want to protect him. But you're totally correct when it comes to Montessori and the Rye method and everything that I like. You let the kids do their own thing. So it's true. I can let go. Yeah. Okay, so that leads into the next question, which a lot of people wanted to know. How did we know that each other were the one? I mean, that's silly. It's not silly because there's so many people listening who are looking for the one. So we got to answer that question. I knew immediately. Immediately when we were friends or immediately, immediately when, when we I started dating. made the decision to ask you out that if you said yes, then you're the person I'm going to marry and be with for the rest of my life. How did you know? I just did. I know, but we got to answer it specifically because there's people who are really not sure they're okay. looking for their person. So I think with you, I knew that if we ended up together that I would be really happy. And I know the person that you are. And I know that you would treat me really well and how you treat your people in your life you treat really well. I just knew that if, and it could be, it could be me just being naive. I could have been like, I knew that she was the one and it was gonna be it and then you could have turned out to be completely different and then I would have been like, huh, guess I was wrong. But I don't know, I just knew. Mm-hmm. Like every other girl I dated before, it was like, like maybe it in an in time, like, Either I will be what they want or they'll be what I want. And yeah, it just wasn't like that. I love what you said. And it's that classic cliche saying, when you know, you know. 
And I think that's what you're referring to. And I would say, even when we were friends, and so for everybody listening who might not know our origin story, we were friends for two and a half years before we started dating. So we definitely had a leg up in knowing who each other are, knowing our moods, knowing the pros and cons of everything about our personalities. So it was nice when we started dating. Nothing was a surprise. I already knew that Jonathan was moody. He already knew that I was sassy. I mean, on like our third date, remember we were walking down Montana and you were in such a horrible mood. And (laughs) if you were somebody who I didn't know and we were just on our third date, I would be like, red flag, not into this person. Um, But you're somebody who I had known and loved as a friend for years. And so later that afternoon, you texted me You said, sorry, I'm pretty overwhelmed with work. Wasn't necessarily acting like my best self today. And it was so easy to just be like, wow, here's a self-aware man. And he's already acting like himself again. So what I'm saying is we already knew all those little ins and outs about each other. And we also knew all the wonderful things about each other. And even before we started dating, I think I knew subconsciously that Jonathan was the one. Because at your 30th birthday, I was talking. I mean, you have Jonathan has incredible friends. All of his guy friends are good looking. They're fun. They're amazing. And back then, a lot of them were single. Not really now, unfortunately, or otherwise we'd set them up with other women friends. But I remember being at your 30th birthday and Alexi, who is one of my best friends, we were, you know, we were talking to all the guys and she was like, you should hook up with this person tonight. And I said, drunkenly back then, because I was 26, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm going to end up marrying Jonathan. And because of that, I'm not going to hook up with any of his friends. And I just remember looking at her. I remember her looking at me and saying, oh my God, if you feel like you're going to marry Jonathan, just be with Jonathan. And I just knew that when the timing was just right, knew. we would. And six months later, we started dating. Well, I also think people just, thank you for saying all that. I also think people just ignore the signs way too often. So mm-hmm. like if you came up to me and you're like, I don't know if I should eat the ice cream. Like, you do. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to hurt your stomach. You know the answer. But like we tend to ignore the truth we are in denial almost like if you have that one friend that you know there could be sparse you're like "Ah, i don't know like we're really good at being in denial about certain things like we we know the answer more often than we don't we just choose to ignore Mm -hmm. it because it's scary it's scary to align with that truth and potentially get hurt so i can see why and i always tell jonathan Something that I've been so attracted to him since day one for is how brave brave he is. It is so brave to put yourself out there and tell your friend that you're into them. Because if it's not reciprocated, the friendship could change. The friendship could be over, depending on the people. Probably wouldn't have been over for us, but you're putting yourself out there. And that's brave. And I've had so many guy friends who I know there have been like feelings between us. I'm talking like early in my 20s. And they were not brave. 
at all. <laughs> they were cowards. And if I put myself out there and said, like, hey, we're hanging out a lot. I feel like there's something between us. Even then they were cowards. They were like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to mess up our friendship. I don't know. Like, you. you're such a nice girl. I just, and I feel like as the nice girl and you are the nice guy, I feel like people who are cowardly are afraid to be with somebody who is genuine and who goes deep because they're afraid to hurt that person. I'm kind of like doing a whole psychoanalysis right now. Yeah, this is, is this over yeah, your head? I mean, should I have yes, this conversation with a female friend? But yeah, um, I, if we want to get through like maybe one more question before the, the pod's over, you know. Are you kidding? We're going to have so many more questions. I'm just saying. This is what happens. It's a Q&A. I answer my question in like 30 seconds. Jordan answers her I question give a dissertation. in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We'll go on to the next question. I think all the listeners will know what I'm talking about. They will. With what I just said. Okay. Somebody says, if you have done couples therapy, what type of therapy has worked best? So I wanted to do couples therapy because she wanted me to see a therapist. I was like, fuck, I don't want to see a therapist. Like, I'll go to couples therapy because then I could <laughs> talk I'm a man. shit on you and I'll have somebody to help, you know? You wish. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but ended up just getting my own therapist, and that has been great. I would be open to couples therapy, but like I said, I feel like it's just an opportunity to just shit on the other person, and you have someone, like, mediate. It's like you're in a boxing ring, and, mm-hmm. like, you have a referee, like, versus, like, I'm with my trainer in my corner, and you're in your trainer with your corner, and then, you know, we could duke it out, if you will, with (laughs) the appropriate skills, Mm -hmm. all metaphorically speaking. Absolutely. First of all, I agree and disagree because I think couples therapy is is not for fighting. It's not like you go in there and you have this mediator. It's also for talking about anything. And I think it could be super beneficial at some point. But the reason that I had you get a therapist is because I've been in therapy since I was five. And I felt as if we go straight into couples therapy, like after we had a kid and things were kind of, we saw a whole new dynamic between us. I felt I've done so much therapy and you don't really know the therapy model because you hadn't done therapy to then go into couples therapy. I didn't feel it would be, and I didn't just feel that it would be like a good playing field for us. So I don't know if you agree, but I think now that you have a therapist, we could definitely explore couples therapy if we needed to, if we wanted to. But I feel like we're really good and we're both working on ourselves with our therapists. Yeah. And if two people are working on their, themselves, that's the best you can ask for. So I think the big takeaway is most guys are like me, I'm, I'm assuming. If they've never done therapy, it would be like, let's go into couples therapy. And taking the approach where you kind of work on yourself, maybe with your own therapist. And then if that doesn't kind of find, you don't find the answers that you need or 
then, you know, at a later time, you could explore the couple's mm-hmm. route. But. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely open to it. I think we would have to find a therapist who's not my therapist, who's not your therapist. I wanted to do couples ketamine therapy. Absolutely not. I wanted to do that so bad. Never. And then Absolutely not. I spiraled on a mental health descent <laughs> after doing six sessions of ketamine. So thankfully, we did not go that direction. I will never do ketamine. Because you had a bad experience with ketamine and it was not therapeutic. Correct. Yeah. But I would also say I feel that we've done a lot of therapeutic things together. We've done ayahuasca ceremonies together where I have witnessed your death and I have held your hand and you have witnessed my spiral and you've been my rock. So we've done a lot of non-traditional Therapies. Therapeutic modalities. This is therapeutic. This is therapy. If you get on the microphone with your husband or your significant you other. You record it. You could just fake it. It is like, damn, this is what you have to say about me? <laughs> therapy. Therapy. I love you. I love you. But I'm not also downplaying couples therapy. I think a lot of people highly benefit from couples therapy. So if you do couples therapy... I think that's amazing. I don't think that means there's anything wrong with your relationship. Okay, so we are talking about hair. My hair has never been so long or so luscious, and I'm very, very happy about that. So everybody has been asking me, how do you curl your hair, especially with your hair being so long? What's your secret? How do you do it? And honestly, I have just gotten into the hair curling world, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I have been using the must-have reimagined curl secret by Infinity Pro by Conair. I feel like Conair is just the go-to when it comes to all things curling your hair. I don't think anybody does it better than them. They're tried and true, but this is also their new and reimagined curler. It is, like I said, and the must-have It is brand new, their Curl Secret. It's gonna be your new favorite styling tool for effortless curls. It has customizable settings. It has multi-directional action. It has tangle-free tech, which I need because you can ask anybody. Nobody's hair gets more tangled than mine. And also, it has three preset curl types, which makes things really easy. Five temperature options, three different curl directions. It has a ceramic barrel to protect your hair. And I swear, nobody does it like Conair. So shop Curl Secret by Conair exclusively at Ulta and let me know what you think. Can't wait to hear your thoughts when you try. Okay, so I have lately become completely obsessed with taking care of my skin. I don't know if I'm a little late to the game with that. I just, I'm gonna be 33. Um, this month, actually. And I feel like all I want to do now is take care of my skin, keep myself young and youthful, and really get into the most advanced skincare technology to keep my skin healthy and looking its best. So I'm so thrilled to be working with One Skin. One Skin was founded by a team of four female longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. After they tested over 900 peptides, they discovered OS1. 
The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged skin, which is, of course, the main reason why we age. And it can even slow down already aging skin to keep you looking super youthful. Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance in a space that is so saturated with all of the overhyped topical skin products One Skin stands out by targeting the root cause, which we absolutely love. And for a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off One Skin with our code BALANCED at oneskin.co. That is BALANCED at oneskin.co. Cannot wait to hear what you think. Okay, I am thrilled to be working with Elix. They are incredible. Oh my goodness. I have been having, ever since I have been postpartum, a rougher period. I have had a lot more pain. My periods have been heavier. They've been longer. And I never was somebody who understood what it was like when people said that they had really bad cramps. And now I do. Now I unfortunately very, very much know. And I'm so happy because Elix came into my life at the perfect time. I was just starting to get a little worried about these symptoms and really hoping that they weren't going to get worse. And then I took the quiz on Elix where I inputted all my information and I got my perfect Elix cycle balance formula for my body. So happy. So unlike painkillers and birth control, their cycle balance doesn't just mask the pain. It targets the root cause of your period symptoms by correcting your unique hormonal imbalance through 100% organic herbs. Have you ever heard of something more TBB approved or something more perfect for all of us in this community? Because everyone's cycle is different. They combine traditional Chinese medicine with modern clinical research to create a personalized organic formula that is tailored to each individual body. They are clinically proven to improve 15 of the most common period symptoms like cramps, bloating, heavy bleeding, hormonal acne, anxiety, fatigue, and more. So if you are ready to combat these issues and feel all better around your period, go to elixhealing.com and take the health assessment today and get 20% off the first order of your personalized cycle balance formula with the code BALANCED. Enjoy. Next question. I love this question. This is from Bella 88 Where are all the awakened masculine men hiding? Is that a question for me? That's a question. You circled it. Well, I circled that I'd be okay with that Disgusting. being one of the questions. Let's discuss. I don't know where they are. I mean, how did you become one? Let's I did, start there. I don't, wait, hold on. You are an awakened divine masculine man. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're living you, in your divine masculine. Are you hearing this? Nick? Nick, are you in your divine masculine? Wait, am, I, am I divine masculine? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard this term, but it sounds like a let lot of me, responsibility. Let me Google it so that I can give it the proper. Um, I mean, all I know is the divine feminine is the name of a Mac Miller album that I okay, love. Okay, let me tell you guys. I don't know what this divine feminine Jonathan stuff is. Jonathan and Nick I mean, and all of the men and women listening. Divine masculinity 
is marked by action. This energy represents leadership, taking charge, and doing rather than being. Unlike feminine energy, which is meant to teach us to let things flow and come to us. Think I don't chase, I attract vibes. Masculine energy teaches us to follow through. I would also say that mass, divine masculine energy is a man who's comfortable with the feminine parts of themselves and with the feminine energy in their life kind of being the one to let things flow. Okay. I think people who are not living in their divine masculine can be kind of threatened by the feminine energy or can be threatened by, what am I saying? They can be more easily emasculated. No, yeah. not your wife making more money than you or anything. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> so, married myself a boss, bitch. You marry yourself a sugar mama. Just kidding. That's what he says when we're at the grocery store. Every time, anytime she pays for anything, I'm like, yeah, I got myself a sugar mama. And people don't know how to react. The cashiers are like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. It's amazing. However, back to the question. I know you and I talk about this. I think I could answer it. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of really masculine activities that I love and partake in. Boxing, rock climbing, Ironman, trail running, anything like that is like where I get tons of joy and they're looked at as very masculine you know, activities. activities. Jinx. Jinx. But then in the same breath, I, you know, will go to a Pilates class. I'll do yoga. I love poetry. Like, there are things that, you know, I love a good rom-com. Oh, like, yes. I just, you know, there's... Sobbing to the notebook. Well, I don't sob to the notebook. Yes, you do. I sob to other things. You sob to the notebook. What the fuck? <laughs> Just publicly shaming. Me it's right not now. a shame. My eyes water. When you're it's in a good movie. When you're in your divine masculine, you're okay with people seeing that you have emotions. I must not be in my fully divine because I feel a little emasculated. You're not in your fully in divine, which is why I frequently tell you we need to work on your security. Okay. Your confidence. Yeah. Where are we going? Now I'm lost. I'm sorry. I think back to the question and I oh. love I love your answer so far where are all the other awakened Got men it. like why do you think I think they're out there and I think women just don't want to find them they're I think a lot of women are you just, blaming this on the women 100% ne hell no hell 100% no. there are so many good guys that are just like living their life that may not like look like Ryan Gosling that would treat This is true. This that is would true. treat women amazing and are fully masculine, divine masculine. Look at Sweet Nick. I love Sweet Nick. Sweet Nick is the best. <laughs> we were talking about Sweet Laurel's husband. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sweet Laurel, I love you and your husband Nick, who Sweet I call Nick Sweet Nick. Is definitely in his divine masculine. He is. And he's not like, he's like me. He's just a normal well, guy. Well, he's very handsome, but I think what you're saying is you're both very dorky. Yes. Right? I'm sorry. I'm not calling Nick very dorky. I'm calling my husband very dorky, but they have a lot of similar qualities. Dude, we're both dorks. I love that dork. We love a dork. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there are great guys out there everywhere. But yeah. girls, the first thing they think about is like, oh, what are my friends going to think? Like, how much money does he make? Like, like oh, he's not that tall. Oh, like Those are all-, all the wrong things to be looking at. I yeah. mean. But if you could get past a lot of all that bullshit, then I think a lot of women would find more. Good men. Good men. Mm-hmm. Totally. And on the women's side, I do think that there is... hold on, this running theme. They know that they're out there. They know they exist, but they're in denial about mm, it. They're okay. like, oh, I have this friend that, like, they're great and I like them, but then they ignore it because yeah. they're looking for Ryan Gosling. True. And we know a lot of people like that. But also on the women's side of things, I think a lot of men, whether they be the Ryan Goslings of the world or not, are definitely not in their divine masculine and they have not awakened. And they also are looking for a trophy wife. They're looking for their beautiful arm candy. They're not looking for the right things either especially in a city like L.A. or New York or these big cities. I do think it goes both ways, but I do see... Those are far fewer than the other population of I mean, this could be true, but I do see a lot of my female friends who will write somebody off because, oh, he's not my type. Like, you just saw a picture of him. You don't know anything about him. Attraction's important, but I believe... You're so attracted to the people who light you up. I mean, attraction goes so far beyond what somebody looks like. And my husband is so handsome, and I'm obsessed with who you are. Thanks. It's just a thing. I could go on and on, but we're going to get to the next one. Because I threw some shade in there, and I said this. I'm trying to find the question, but I guess I don't have to actually find the actual question. I just know that somebody said... How do you deal with one partner? Oh, here it is. How to feel worthy when you make a lot less money than your partner or work has been slow. So funny story. When Jordan and I were dating and it was we started dating on January 1st. So it was like right around like November. We had been dating for like 10, 11 months at that point. And we were sitting on her bed in her old apartment. And I was like, I'd planned on having this conversation with her that, you know, I'm going to tell her how much money I make and, you know, that I'm getting this end of year bonus. And that way we could have the financial conversation because, you know, in call it four or five months from from now, we were going to be looking to get a place together. So I remember like how proud I was to tell her how much money I made and like sitting on the bed and I told her and then, you know, Naturally, I was like, you know, do you mind sharing how much money you make? And Jordan does not buy expensive things. She doesn't buy, she has a very modest car. Like you would never know that she does very well. And (laughs) we're sitting on her bed and she tells me the number that she made that year, which was a lot more than me. (laughs) Yeah, I will never forget that conversation. My heart was pounding because talking about money, 
I mean, I've gotten more comfortable with it for sure. But back then, it was weird, you know, like hard to talk about money. And I just remember my heart pounding. And I remember saying to you, because you were so proud and you do so well. And then you said, what about you? And I was like, I think what I made this year is X. And Jonathan, (laughs) he had a smile that was going from ear to ear that completely diminished because he was just shocked. It was shock. It had nothing to do with like... If anything, I was like, that is the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. because now, I don't, one, we have a great joint income, but also, like, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I was anticipating you saying you made less, it wouldn't have made anything different. And then the fact that you made more is just like a bonus. Mm-hmm. You know? We are in a weird day and age where you could have, a college degree, go to graduate school, work at a PE fund for two, three years as an associate, finally make it to partner, you know, and you're not making as much as a 20-year-old who has a really big Instagram account. Oh, my God. There's 16-year-old YouTubers who are making $20 million a year. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think people do underestimate entrepreneur, entrepreneurial influencers and... It's fun. I love to surprise people. I love to roll up in my Honda, you know, wear my Abercrombie clothes that I've had since middle school (laughs) and just surprise people. Yeah. But I think the cool thing here, because the question is about worthiness, is it didn't make you feel emasculated. It didn't make you insecure. I think the only insecurity I have about money is it has just to do with me is I, and this is probably where the question stems from, at least I'm trying to read into it that way, but you know, my insecurities with money are around, can I provide for my family and what do I need to do to provide for my family? And, you know, if my wife makes the same amount of money or more money, I just see it as they're contributing to that goal. My own personal shit with, well, I want to get to a place where I'm making more than her and she doesn't have to work anymore. Like that's just a goal for me and stuff that I have to work through. But at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with worthiness as a competition. It's more self-worth that I know I'm doing great. And if you compare how I'm doing to a majority of people in my age group, I am, you know, probably in one of the top percentiles. But that is apples and oranges to the industry that you're in because over the last decade, your industry has become, you know, a huge piece of the the pie when Mm -hmm. it comes to marketing and brands and these billion dollar advertising agencies, you know, even a fraction of that going to influencers, people who have influence, people who could authentically share a product. It, it's just nothing we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And also on the note of the question, I look at it as times ebb and flow. And I see Jonathan's potential. I mean, you do so well, but I also, he's such a hard worker. He works 
harder than me. He works all the time with his all. He gives it his everything. And that's the type of drive that translates into huge success. So you're doing one way right now, which is very well. I also see 10 years down the road, whatever you're doing is massive. And I would love to be, I don't know, a stay-at-home mom is probably never in my future because I love my work. But I would love to just have, you know, freedom to maybe take some time to be with the kids. And I'm with somebody who works really hard, who is going to do really well, who has amazing connections, who's in an incredible industry. So times will shift. So if I acted weird because I make more money than him, that would be so weird because what about 10 years from now? Who knows where I'm going to be, where he's going to be, if that makes sense. Makes sense to Mm -hmm. me. Totally. But I love that question. Oh, we have to answer this. Everybody wanted to know, how does he navigate you being so spiritual when he's a skeptic? I don't think you're a skeptic. She called you a skeptic. Just saying. No, I I read it. Mm -hmm. I want to just touch on one last thing about the previous question. Mm -hmm. I think if both of us were not doing well and having a hard time and one of us made more money than the other and was maybe spending more, but then it's like, oh, but I spend more because I have more or I make more and kind of using it like selfishly at least as like a rebuttal versus like you both are in this together for the collective I think then it could you know get toxic Mm -hmm. so and whether you're doing well or not doing well or one of you is or both of you aren't like I think having those conversations are so important because you know you can't just ride the wave and hope that everything is going to work out for you financially. Like there are some things you need to do to prepare yourself. And especially if you have a family that tomorrow, you could do it tomorrow. You could do it tomorrow. You could do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is you got to do it today. You got to do something. You you just got to take action. So Mm -hmm. uh, I felt compelled to add Mm -hmm. that. I love that. Okay, what was this next one? The spiritual I'm a skeptic. Spouse. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't even talk. How does he navigate you being so spiritual when he's a skeptic? More of a skeptic. Well, whoever said who said that? Her name is Meredith. Meredith, I am such a skeptic. You hit it on the head. How do I balance the two? I think, and I've said this before, that Jordan at the end of the day believes in certain things that I may or may not agree with. But I don't feel that her beliefs are destructive. Her beliefs don't hurt people. She doesn't push her agenda on people. Like, I'm vegan because I want to be. Jordan's actually not vegan right now, and I still am. I'm not like, oh, she's not vegan. I'm not vegan. Like, I love the way I feel when I eat vegan. That's why I am. You've never pushed it on me. You've never pushed it on anybody. And I think when people push their agenda, whether it's good or bad, it's unhealthy and a waste of energy. Like people should find better things to do with their time than push mm-hmm. push an agenda, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, you know, going back to the question, her beliefs don't hurt people. And if... I am skeptical. I could also just see it from the lens of this is something that she believes in and it's helping people. You know, she believes that 
you have angels on your shoulders and that if you're having an anxiety, you know, panic attack, that her angels can speak to her and that helps her. And someone that's listening relates to that and it helps them. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, do I believe that there are angels sitting on my shoulders right now? Like, no. Could I could I put myself in that headspace and think about it? Sure, in the mm -hmm. moment I can, and it's a nice thought. Do you have a wife that can see them? Yes. <laughs> I see them. That's the problem. I'm and not just a spiritual person. I example. see things. Yeah, so, like, see away, my love, you know? And he supports it. And I, I think I've told this before. Jonathan's more spiritual than me. He might be, oh, thanks, saying hi to your angels. Hi, angels. He might be skeptical in certain realms, which is cool because he actually keeps me grounded on this earth. But he's so spiritually minded. This man before me was going to like the OG yoga classes, not the ones that are for exercise, the ones that are for learning about the Vedas and all that kind of stuff. And you remind me to be in the present moment, to put my phone down, to stay on top of my goals. Like you live the real spiritual life and that's why I love you. So I couldn't be as spiritual and out there as I am and be with somebody who A, was skeptical and B, wasn't walking the walk. You can be as skeptical as you want because you walk the walk. Cool. I love well, it. Well, then I will continue my skepticism. Yes, it's 201. My lucky number. Hello. Check out our angel number merch that just launched. 201. I want to just rapid fire ask you a couple final questions. Go. Because I know that Krista's in the waiting room. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know how we're going to answer this rapid fire, but I have to ask it. How has your sex life changed since having Atticus? It's gotten a lot better since having Atticus. Really? Tell yeah. me more. Okay. Well... I guess the way I'm reading that question is like <laughs> it was non-existent for the three months after and then it's been picking up since then. Oh, well, there is no, for me, there is no thing happening in that area right after giving birth. Yeah. Holy shit. And also the end of pregnancy. So you were very patient and things have been amazing. I have been rewarded for my patience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We keep it spicy. Jonathan's staring at me. One day we'll do a whole sex life episode, you guys. Everybody always wants to know, and we don't really talk about that kind of stuff on this podcast much. Okay. One day we'll do a whole sex life episode because everybody wants to know. Woo is amazing. Woo. We love woo. woo the is woo great. offices are, are right next to our wall here. I don't know what we would be doing if we didn't have woo. Honestly, we need to go pick up a goodie bag next door. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Wu. Um, that, that and planning intimacy, I think, has been a huge game changer for us. Because mm -hmm. when you have a kid, by the end of the day, at least for me, I am so wiped out. I am so exhausted. The only thing I want to do is like chill the fuck out and be alone or be with you just like talking and reading. So you have to plan and prioritize. And if it's hard, the first couple of years after having a kid... Don't feel like you're the only ones. It's a new territory. Everybody's figuring it out. And you make it work when it's your person. You learn how to prioritize. Especially yeah. when one person's love language is physical touch. Yep. Which is his. 
Give me all the words of affirmation. Touch me. Yes. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite thing about each other? My favorite thing about you is how goofy you are when it's just us. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little kid. But it's stuff that nobody will ever, ever see, that I'm the only one that gets to see it. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, melts me. Mm, I love that. My favorite thing about you is you're loyal as a golden retriever. You are a golden retriever. I love our language. We have our own language. Okay, final question. Biggest pet peeve about each other. How did we almost forget to answer that oh, one? Oh, biggest pet peeve. I want to get real specific. <laughs> I'll go first. Go first. Um, I have misophonia, and I cannot stand the little sounds that people make when they're chewing or brushing their teeth, God forbid. And when Jonathan brushes his teeth... When he's finished brushing his teeth, like most, he like gags, most people, he gags himself. No, I don't. I just hawk a loogie. Toothbrush, and it is the worst you, sound I've on. ever heard. The visual in my head was I'm shoving a toothbrush down my throat. Then what the hell are you doing? The toothbrush isn't even in my mouth. Ew! I'm just hawking. Like, it's disgusting. Like you're it making so the sound. Like you're hawking. I will be in my bed reading my Kindle with the red light on. It's 11 p.m. I'm so relaxed my nervous system is chill and you make this sound and my whole body goes catatonic and i will yell out ew <laughs> even though it's 365 days a year yeah you should just like have it better is a awareness pet peeve from misophonia girl what's your pet peeve pet pet peeve i only could have one mm-hmm <laughs> It has to be a good one, though. I would say a more recent one is as soon as you're ready, it's mm. time to go. I have been that way my whole life. And I like it, it gets to a point where it's like, I don't even have my <laughs> shorts on. Like, and then you get so frustrated with me. It's like, because you're ready in this moment, like, mm -hmm. take a chill pill. It's true. I will say, Jonathan gives me all this time to get ready. He'll watch Atticus, and then I'm ready to go. And he still needs to get ready. But then we're late. No, and then you'll say, like, oh, how come the, you know, the there's not a diaper <laughs> in the diaper bag or, like, something completely random. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just doing everything else <laughs> it's true it's true he takes care of all of our human stuff and i take care of all of our spiritual stuff and people had questions about that too so we'll answer that next time i mean it's pretty simple i just do all the human stuff and does it bother you no because i just know that you're never gonna go to the dmv so i just never make your appointments. yeah he did that on like our second date it was so amazing and then she asked if i would keep her company well we were there, so I did. Avi. I mean, I'm, you're not going to take me there and then leave. I'm a pocket boy. He's a pocket boy. I like to just put him in my pocket and take him everywhere. All right. <laughs> also, I hate when you use my toothbrush. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say, because we're wrapping up the episode, I hate when you tell people to follow me on Instagram. Well, I mean, I do hate that also. He's a private man, but you should still follow him at Inspire People. Yeah. He's the best Instagram name. My love, thank you for coming on. This was so special. We didn't even get to half the questions, so we'll have to do a part two. And I'm not just saying that. Like, I want to schedule a part two to come out in October. And okay. with that, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank Can you for being here. Can we just tell everybody when I'm sitting in the in the in the lobby waiting for you because you were late? What mm-hmm. you said to me when? Mm-hmm. What did I say? Friend? You said, hello, beautiful, like, as if I was Krista. A woman. I have no idea what came like, over me. who are you I was talking running to? into this building. I was so late, and I saw you, and I said, hi, beautiful person. Yes. With that type of pause, too. Nick, cue the music. <laughs> Woohoo! We did it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.